a minimalist approach to nutrition, cooking, and eating. So, this is basically the all-in-one. The all-in-one. And, first of all, I tried to... I tried, first of all, to state what it actually is about. So, it is about spending as little time as possible with eating, but at the same time, kind of still enjoying eating. At the same, at the same kind, trying to maximize the amount of hours I am, or you are, fasting. At the same time, trying to get the maximum nutritional value from food. At the same time, trying to not have to pre-cook meals, because that's something you then additionally have to think about. Whereas I found that it is just a little bit more flexible, and it also it's just a little bit more fun to prepare your meals every single day and not preparing them for the next week and then just knowing what you already ate. I mean, psychologically, it's also, I guess, easier. But nevertheless, I still enjoy just like cooking every day. So, first of all, here are different approaches. Um, obviously, we are already in the kitchen. Therefore, I think it makes sense to also take a look at all the things I have in the kitchen. But here is a short history. I experimented quite a little bit with fasting, also with different approaches to nutrition. When it comes to nutrition, there are two main things you can follow. The one is kind of a high carb, high protein, low fat diet, and the other one is, I mean, that's very simplified, obviously, but the other one is the ketogenic diet, which is basically kind of the opposite. It's high protein, uh, high fat but low carb. Why low carb? Because carbs basically act as the key to kind of open up the cells. So if you then have a lot of fat and so if you combine fats with carbs that's not good because that stores all the fat in the food if it's too much obviously only uh, in your fat cells but also if it's not too much just to a higher I mean too much not too much <laughs> yeah well it just increases the chances of things you eat being stored in fat so now, um, let's actually, let's actually, first of all, take a look at the ketogenic diet and how I actually implement the ketogenic diet. I try to be, so I basically am vegetarian, which means I have been vegetarian for pretty much five years from now, five and a half years, you could say. And I also try to go vegan, at least I, I try to experiment with vegan, but here is the problem I kind of ran into. Uh... You need something that is very energy dense, at least when it comes to the ketogenic diet. You need something that's very energy dense because you don't only want to eat vegetables. That's also something I tried already, um, which didn't really work out just because of the volume and also um, the satisfaction, not the satisfaction, but the saturation um, from the food is just often not really given, I guess. Not really. Yeah, well, it's that was one of the problems. One of many other problems. So now... After all, after trying all of these different diets, I also try to optimize them for performance, for um, physical performance, obviously, only, and also for brain performance. So this, these are the two parts of, I mean, you can say the, the one thing is psychological performance and the other one is um, physical performance. So now, when it comes to fasting and eating in general, the moment you, from the moment on, you eat something, your body uses a certain amount of his current capacity or performance to actually digest the food. This means whenever you eat something, you just have less energy or blood or whatever available to actually think because that's just a portion of your overall output as 
someone. It's just not the case that it just increases. So this could mean that at a fixed rate of, of energy that's there in the body, uh, if you eat something, it would just increase proportionally and then you would just also be able to think the same as before. There have been kind of different experiments and not really that much studies, but in my own experience, when it comes to thinking and thinking on these two different diets, thinking on the ketogenic diet, similar to fasting, and also the other one, uh, so the high-carb, low-fat diet, also with high protein due to ath athletic performance and also due to um, satiation, saturation, saturation, satiation, well, a problem. When it comes to comparing these two diets, what happens is, for one, on carbs, if you're on carbs a lot, the problem is that your blood sugar, basically, your blood sugar levels vary a lot. Because the more carbs you eat, the more you have an insulin spike. It also works with protein and also fat spikes insulin a little bit. But compared to the ketogenic diet, the ketogenic diet is just much lower in insulin spikes and also not really alone in insulin spikes, but also just in blood sugar variation. Why is this so important? Because the brain runs mostly on sugar. If you switch into the ketogenic diet, it can also run on ketones up to 75%, which is an alternate source, which is basically a byproduct out of burning fat. The main thing is though, the fat is just a higher, it's just a source of energy that's denser than carbs. And also you have different ways to storage fat, obviously subcutaneous, but also within the organs. But now, here's the thing, if you burn fat, it's just a more stable process. This means your energy levels, because of your blood sugar levels, are just more stable. Not only because of blood sugar, but also because of the ketones that are in the brain. And if, you, if your brain runs on ketones, there are actually a lot of other benefits as well. So this means, for me, I realized that I really can concentrate a lot better on the ketogenic diet. Not so much. So I tried fasting with kind of a, the vegetarian, um, vegetables only diet, kind of vegetables only diet. So I tried to essentially eat vegan, and that's also what I kind of did, apart from a few fats being in these. So I had like these frozen vegetables, and I just had them basically. But there were also like other sources of carbs there in there that are not considered classical vegetables. So now I tried intermittent fasting, so basically not eating for a certain amount of time. Intermittent fasting, it's actually called not intermittent. It's not like commitment, but it's uh, intermittent. So I tried this for quite some time. I did 30, so 23 to 1, basically eating within one hour every day for two months. And then I switched it to 22 2. And basically, the, the big framework is 80, 18 to 6. I sometimes do 16 to 8. I sometimes also eat three times a day, actually, quite often recently, because there are because there are benefits to all these different things. It doesn't really make sense to... So here is what I learned out of this out of this experiment with the two approaches to nutrition and also trying to go vegan. Uh, I didn't really try to, to go vegan, but I just tracked the days where I didn't eat anything that wasn't vegan. So a much more useful approach because it's not like, yeah, I was vegan because then you... Yeah, well... When it comes to the nutritional profile of, of the different foods, you have on a 
weekend diet available, but also with all the other constraints I wanted to implement into my diet. This was not something that was very useful, just going for vegan, therefore I just didn't do it. Now, when it comes to comparing, so when it comes to combining intermittent fasting with a high carb diet, then you have this problem. Because I try to do intermittent fasting, basically one meal a day in the evening, and the main problem was that it takes a certain amount of time for the carbs to be digested. And if you if the carbs enter your body and also the other nutrients, the other macronutrients and micronutrients, what happens is that your blood sugar level goes up and then insulin kicks in and then insulin basically moves the blood sugar down again to a normal level. Here's the problem there. Um, because you have glycogen, you also have, so the normal way kind of for most people these days to get energy is to be reliant on the glycogen stores in our liver. The muscles also have glycogen stores, but they are basically only for the muscles themselves. Themselves. So this means uh, the liver can provide glycogen for the rest of our body, also including our brain, for a certain amount of time. But that's not really much. That's basically for half a day, or sometimes a day, depending on the activities you do. If you do like straight swimming in zero degree Celsius cold water, then it probably won't last as long. But here's the thing. When glycogen runs out, Within the liver, your blood sugar basically goes down again. And because the brain is also dependent on stable blood sugar levels, this creates a problem. And this problem is that you just have these phases where you are like not motivated to do anything, where you also kind of freeze because the, the body actually then lowers the temperature or lowers the, the amount of energy that is used for heating yourself. And this is kind of a problem within with the approach of combining normal diet with intermittent fasting. So I kind of knew this already. It's just that I couldn't implement it. I just couldn't implement the ketogenic diet combining combined with the intermittent fasting approach because I just um, relied on all these old sources of nutrients so much and I just like these foods so much so therefore I just couldn't get rid of them. And also it's not the easiest thing to do to just get rid of all carbs. This doesn't necessarily mean that you get rid of all carbs but a general rule is this, 25 to 50 grams per day kind of keeps you running in keto, in the keto mode, so in the fat burning mode and everything above um, is then stored in the liver again and then it basically begins the cycle again. Something else that is connected to this is hunger. And so if you have your one meal a day in the evening and then you sleep, but you only sleep like till in the morning and not till like midday, what happens is that you have these two switches. The first switch is the switch where uh, your the sugar, no, the, not the sugar, but the nutrients, mostly the carbs, from your digestive tract actually are not. So if you eat something, then what happens is that all the nutrients kind of enter your bloodstream. If these enter your bloodstream, there's a point where they don't enter your bloodstream anymore because your digestion is basically done at this point in time. Then we also have, so this is the first switch. I call it, I just call it for myself switch. So this is basically a switch from energy, from the energy source digestive tract to the energy source within the body, usually then glycogen in the liver. So now this is the first switch and this is usually four hours maybe, depends on how much food you ate, after you ate something. And if you ate something high of carbs, rich of carbs, the problem is that you get hungry again. And hung being hungry is just not a state I want to be in because I actually want to focus on the things I want to focus on and not 
focus on food all the time. So therefore, this is the first switch. Then, from anywhere from 8 to 12 hours, sometimes 16 hours, it depends, of course, but on how much you ate and also how much activity you did in between, so how much you burned in between, and also if you're sick and s stuff like this. So, then the second switch is there. If you ate something rich of carbohydrates, which means the second switch is basically the switch where your, your liver runs out of glycogen and then actually your body has to turn up the fat burning. This doesn't mean that the fat burning didn't wasn't used before, it was used, but not to such a high percentage. So here's the thing though, many people are not good in burning fat, or the bodies of many people are not good in burning fat. This means that if you now switch to fat burning, it's, it's like switching gears, but not really knowing in which gear to turn, like it just doesn't work as smooth. Now, if you go into intermittent fasting and also the ketogenic diet, it just trains your fat burning because your body just needs to burn fat in order to have energy. This means the more you intermittent fast with the traditional carbohydrate approach that was like preached in terms of sport nutrition for a few years, and now the kind of newer ketogenic approach that's still not replacing the carb approach, at least in sports nutrition, but at least in brain performance, it kind of does right now, I guess. And there are also like huge benefits to long-term fasting, like 48 hours, 72 hours, at least. So for myself, the the maximum amount of hours I fasted was like 128, which is not as hard as it sounds. Because if you are already used to burning fat, and or your body is already used to burning fat, then you just don't realize anymore. It's not that you don't realize, but it's just you care on a ketogenic diet and also on fasting in general. If you made it past the two switches, so the first switch with digestive tract and the second switch with glycogen out of the liver running out, if you made it past these, then your body is already into fat burning. And if your body is into fat burning, it's like, oh yeah, let's just do this, whatever, basically. Because the fat storage is just so rich, you can basically live many people, so you can calculate all of this with body fat percentage and then the energy density a gram of fat has and something like this. But what I calculated for myself, for example, is that I could survive off of fat like for 30 days, 35, 40 days. Obviously, it's just about the energy, not about the micro, not about the micronutrients. So the micronutrients being vitamins and stuff like this, minerals, with the macronutrients being protein, protein, carbohydrates, and fat. So now let's actually take a look at my kitchen and how I implemented all of this. So also I at least tried to do most of my grocery hauls, I didn't always do them myself, but um, most of the grocery hauls, at least I did myself, I tried to do with the bike, and since it's not always very... So therefore, I just try to also not buy water or, or uh, things like oat drink or something like this, because this is essentially just a lot of water. Now, what I came up with is this now. This is a kind of approach I just came... Yeah, I came kind of up with for myself. Obviously, I have had a lot of other sources, but here is how it works. You just take vegetables, with vegetables being all the vegetables you consider vegetables. Potatoes, for example, are not vegetables because they are kind of a different class. They are kind of potatoes. It's kind of, yeah, well. So you take all the vegetables, but you only take the vegetables that have like up to four grams of carbs per 100 grams. So this means, let's actually take a look at, at my fridge right now. So this means 
The fridge is actually kind of empty right now. But let's take these. These, for example, I just don't know the English name. These are basically beans. Yeah, these are called beans. And I actually just realized that I should turn up the exposure just a little bit. Burp. Sorry. So now, what we actually can see at these, these are beans, but at the same time, uh, these beans are, so it's actually German, so therefore you cannot really read it. But the thing is, the carbohydrates are actually 3.5 grams per 100 grams. This means if you eat a lot of these, you just are not kicked out of keto that fast. When it comes to carrots, for example, I had carrots a long time in my nutrition as kind of a source. But the thing is, carrots, if you eat them in huge amounts, in large amounts, they also have too much carbohydrates, which then again causes hunger. So for example, if you eat at 8 p.m. or 9 p.m., you will get hungry if you stay up till midnight, at least to my knowledge, if you don't eat enough. So, yeah, well, it's not about not eating enough. But so here's the thing. If you are in the ketogenic diet and you don't eat enough, you don't just don't get as hungry. With eating enough is not in general over a long time eating enough, but what I refer to not eating enough is just that your energy consumption for a given day doesn't meet your energy requirements. This means you will lose fat. So yeah, that's basically what happens. But the smoother the the smoother you your body already is in fat burning mode or the more efficient it already is in fat burning mode and also into switching into fat burning mode, the easier it is and the less hungry you get. So therefore, if you now eat a very little meal in the in the evening, so with little being not as not as high in not as high in calories, then what happens is that you just don't do not really get hungry anymore. I mean you can get, but it's like gone after like 10 seconds. This is by the way also something I experienced throughout my life. I never just never had these like huge urges of hunger. I only had them when I so this is also I also have them, but I since I so small history lesson, I guess. As a child I just kind of knew I mean it sounds like ridiculous, but I was like, oh yeah, sweets are not that healthy, I guess. So I tried to, I just told everybody that I didn't like sweets. So therefore, when it comes to these very high, um, very processed and very high in, in very easy, with easy being or simple, simple carbohydrates that actually cause a lot of the hunger you experience from day to day. So kind of the more processed, not necessarily processed, but the more simple the carbohydrate is with the simplest carbohydrate being sugar, sugar or one sugar, basically a sugar existing out of one sugar molecule. There are also molecule. There are also sugars that are made out of more complex, and then all of these are called carbohydrates, basically. But the more simpler the sugar actually is, the more it kind of um, makes you hungry. Apart from a lot of other effects, so sugar, for example, has a, has an addictive effect. Apart from the fact that it is also sweet. So this has nothing to do with the food itself. It's just if you ingest sugar, then you just want to eat more of the thing you ate because sugar is kind of just addictive. Not because of the sweetness, but just because it's in your gut. So now, here's basically the approach I now came up with. It's this. I just eat all the vegetables that are not very high in carbs. So this means vegetables. The second thing is I eat nuts. Nuts are obviously not vegetables, but they're also vegan, which is very nice. 
So nuts provide you basically with a lot of the vitamins you would also get from eggs. So eggs and nuts in terms of being vegan and just vegetarian are kind of comparable when it comes to the nutrient profile, but nuts obviously have a lot more fat in them. With eggs usually have, they have usually around 10 grams per, per 100 grams, I guess, or just per egg. That's actually, that would just turn, I just don't really know right now, I guess. But when it comes to these two, they actually have a very similar profile when it comes to at least the micronutrients. So there, you find like lots of vitamins in there. And this is the reason I still have eggs in my nutrition because I don't want to rely on uh, these nuts alone for all these vitamins. So basically we have now vegetables. Additionally, we have the nuts. And then what I add on top of this is eggs. That's basically the three sources of macronutrients I use. Then additionally, we in order to cover the, the micronutrients, but also other things, what I just additionally use is just these minerals. So um, these are, you find them at a drugstore, but these are actually very nice because they combine two different things. They are being minerals, but they also have multivitamins. And this is something you often don't find. So there is vitamin C, E, niacin, and vitamin B6, vitamin B2, so like all the necessary vitamins are in there. But additionally, what I also do is I take, so there are different sources and the different sources say different things, obviously, but I try to rely on the most common approach. So it sounds, sounds a little bit strange, but so this is also from the drugstore, from the drugstore. These are not like very high, um, what could I say? These are basically not the most high quality vitamin uh, vitamin tablets. These are not called tablets, but in German they are, which is kind of strange. And also I will just turn the exposure down again a little bit more. So when it comes to the vitamins, I just use these and they have like, they're just standard things you get at the drugstore. Actually, you, you find basically the same at two different drugstores, at least here in Germany. So these are basically from DM and also from Müller, which are basically the two prominent drugstores in Germany and they both offer kind of the same thing. Additionally, I just take omega-3 capsules. So usually you should take like one capsule, but there have been studies out there which show that a higher intake of omega-3 omega fatty acids just is additionally ben offers additional benefits. For example, lowers anxiety rates, lowers uh, lowers depression rates. For example, there have been studies that say that when it comes to when it comes to depression rates, there are almost a high dosage of these things is almost as effective as the actual medication for um, depression, which is also something to consider. Also knee pain, for example, and when it comes to, uh, for example, I recently listened to something to a podcast Tim Ferriss actually had put out and he just stated that his uh, his joint pain got better within like three weeks of taking at least up to one gram. So when it comes to omega-3 fatty acids, they are basically, it's made, out, it's made out of EPA and DPA. And depending on the proportion of these two, but also depending on the absolute amount of these two, there are actually different benefits connected to it. And this seems to be one nice thing you just can't do. And this just basically improves your nutrition very much. So what I right now do is whenever I eat, and this kind of also, I had it, I had it before set up that I just would 
do it the same. So basically I would take one capsule of vitamins, one capsule of omega-3 fatty acids and one of these with every single meal I ate. And obviously that's kind of too much, but I just want to be more on the side of too much. And it's not like, it's not, not, not like hugely too much because the vitamin capsules here, for example, they just don't cover the basic needs 100%. This means it's kind of a little bit of here, a little bit of there, I guess. So when it comes to all of these things, I just take them with every meal I eat. I try to. I mean, it doesn't always make sense. And always, it's also only practical if you have all these things with you. So being at home, it doesn't really make At home, it makes sense. But if you're out and about, it doesn't really... It's not very easy to just carry these things around. But for example, in my travel bag, I just have a few small portions of these just because they are quite useful. So what this basically means is that every single meal, and when it comes to fasting and the ketogenic diet, what this basically allows me to do is to start into a fast with every single meal I eat. For example, it doesn't really make sense to start into a fast with eating something very rich in sugars or very rich in the carbohydrates or something like this, because this will just cause the transitions, the two switches, to be much harder mentally and also basically psychologically, but also physically. Because your body just has to switch from glycogen to these other things again. Whereas if you just are on the ketogenic diet and you just take these, then it basically means that at any, at any given point in time, you can just, okay, let's just travel to this other city and I just don't eat for two days, which is actually something I not quite often, but sometimes I do these things, and then you just don't care about food. And it's actually not that you just don't try to care about food, but you actually, because of all these new stimuli also, you just don't really care about food that much, which is very nice because it just also gives you a perspective that it's basically not... Yeah, there is like, it's just, there are things you can actually do apart from like cooking like three times a day. So now, this is basically all of it almost all of it. So we have vegetables. So basically we have the groups of the macronutrients, which are made out of vegetables. Then we have, then we have the eggs and we have the nuts. So basically the vegan part is eggs and nuts. And then we have the vegan part is nuts and vegetables. And then the not vegan part is, or just vegetarian part is then also, these are often not vegetarian. So the the omega-3 fatty acids are often made out of fish oil. So therefore, there are also vegan alternatives, but I just buy the most simple thing because I just... The thing is that if you buy very expensive stuff, then eventually you will be like, oh yeah, we're kind of cutting my budget in order to maximize uh, my financial goals or optimize my financial goals. And then it's like, yeah, do I really need to buy these very expensive items? For example, there's a, there is something called... Yeah, basically just skip this part. So now we have the things I already mentioned. So basically I co just call this, these groups supplements. Then we have, so we have supplements. I also thought about taking creatine because this probably creatine monohydrate, I think is the right name, at least the chemical right name when it comes to um, supplements, but I just didn't till now because I already take all these three different things. So therefore, why? I mean, there should be benefits at least uh, also when it comes to um, not only athletic performance, but also other performance as well. So basically psychological performance, but that's actually something different also. So now we have the things I just mentioned. We have vegetables, we have eggs, we have nuts, and then we have the supplements. And additionally, we have spices. And 
this is just very nice because it's just a very easy approach and I don't have to think about all of these different things that are in the supermarket all the time every time I enter the supermarket because I just know what to buy. I go to the fresh vegetables section, I go to the frozen vegetables section and I actually due to limitations in terms of freezer space I just what I usually do is I just buy two of these so this is basically called Caesar's vegetables there are carrots um, broccoli which is not probably not the English word but you can actually see the symbol for it and there is also the white thing that looks similar to broccoli so these are basically in terms of variety you probably should you would be better off to have a, a, um, basically a more basically more variety when it comes to these frozen vegetables but due to limitations and I just didn't want to mix all these different things I just stuck with two packages of these which usually last for the week maybe sometimes three it depends so when it comes to the next group of things I consume for nutrition I guess spices and when it comes to spices there are also studies on these different spices for example curcuma actually has very nice benefits when it comes to Alzheimer and something like this so therefore I try to just use a lot of spices and apart from so then we have all the spices here which I will we will just let's just dive into these spices really quick I just turned down the the focus thing so we actually can see everything so first of all I have basically all of these up here so we have salt with I just don't know the names of all of these in English so therefore it doesn't really make sense to talk about the spices because I should have looked them up before, I guess. But, for example, so the most simple approach, if you just want two spices, I guess, it's salt and pepper. So that's basically worldwide available, I guess. The next, um, the next iteration, if you want to have like more storage space and also want to use more spices, then I just would opt for getting like normal, actually not this one, but I just would. So, there is this German supermarket, it's, uh, it's called Lidl. And what it actually offers is a mixture, a spice mixture, basically. Mixture. So basically, for example, you have something that's for um, that's for cows. If you eat cows, if you eat the meat of cows, I don't know what it is called right now. It's not pork, but it's... Yeah, well, beef. I guess beef is the thing that's made of cows. But obviously, I don't, <laughs> I don't eat meat. But nevertheless, I just put all of these. And... What makes it very handy is if you eat a lot of spices and this is something I did because of all the different benefits of all the different spices and this is a very easy way to add variety to your food without like changing the macronutrients you just add different spices so for example curry is something that's very useful because it has a lot of different spices but also curcuma in there and therefore I just have curry so I basically have two different spices spice categories the first category is just these mixed things and this is also very nice because, for example, if you if you want to give food a different taste very easily, then you just take one of these and you just take one of these. And that's it. You don't have to buy totally different things. You don't have to shop in the supermarket for two hours for different foods because you just use a different spice and that's it. You just have the same foods, but you use a different spice and it will taste pretty much different. So basically, varying the spices is the main thing to make food taste differently and that's something that's very useful because then you just don't have to alter what you actually need to buy and spices are also things that last very long because let's face it these are spices therefore you won't use like a whole bottle of spice in one meal what additionally comes in handy is something 
called vegetable broth. And it's also come it also comes very handy in terms of fasting because for example, if you ate something that's very high in sugars, and the problem is that not only when it comes to the sugars, this kind of sugars aren't good, and also if you aren't on the ketogenic diet, then that's also that kind of amplifies the bad effects of these um, processed foods and also sugary foods. But nevertheless, what you can kind of try to do is to restore uh, your your salt levels. So there are like two different things in your body which can be um, which can be simplified, simplify, simply said, it's basically the salt level in your body. And you kind of, and just taking something like this, so you just take the microwave and then you just take something like this or you heat up water and you put in vegetable broth. And this is basically without sugar. So, uh, by the way, without sugar, not basically. This is also very nice because most of these are with sugar. And if you are fasting, for example, so I, when I fasted the 128 hours, I took this in order to just be safe in order to have the nutrients because additionally to the stress of not eating something there's also the part where you just need different micronutrients and this is also another stress factor so if you just want an easy approach to long-term fasts just take this but also have in mind that after three days your body actually kind of has established the different balances of the micronutrients in your body again and therefore you just kind of it's it's a balance between having something very easy and also getting the most benefit out of it, I guess. So this is, so I also have this in one of these boxes in here. That's the reason I don't usually have it. So we just have different things. We have something for vegetables, something for fish. I obviously also don't eat fish, but nevertheless, I mean, I do eat these fish or capsules. And we also have something that's like Indian spice. We also have something that's like very hot, but nevertheless, just having all of these, these were like 20 bucks, and now they have lasted me for almost a year, I guess, at this point in time. And sometimes you uh, have to buy uh, individual things, but these are like two bucks, and yeah, well, that's very nice, I guess. I also have still like two of these plastic bags of different spices in order to just have different spices that I use more often, and also before I bought these, because, well, I just what you also could do is you just could make your own mixtures and then put it into one of these containers also an option but i just find myself using these additionally and these are the spices i use the most i guess so i also tried experimenting with green tea as you can see back there but the thing is that i when it comes to coffee and caffeine so basically green tea is kind of the better version to coffee the better alternative for coffee but actually in terms of caffeine, I just try to stick to no caffeine at all. I tried, so basically I didn't take any caffeine at all. So whether I didn't, I tried to avoid it basically till I till I reached my kind of destination height, you could say, because I was not very high, I wasn't very tall in my teenage years. Therefore, I tried to avoid things that uh, that there were studies about that that's, that said that it could affect how. It could affect how well you grow, actually. So, therefore, I avoided caffeine already. And therefore, when I then experimented a little bit with caffeine, I basically had a very high response, which was very nice, because then you can experiment with the focus phases you get out of caffeine with the heightened states of alertness, I guess. But eventually, I realized the, the addicting factor, and also the, the problem with the association, because they then associate these 
very focused phases with the use of caffeine and also the coffee and the taste of coffee and then also it just takes time to just make the coffee and what do you do if you don't have a coffee if you are in the midst of nowhere and you actually want to work for the next eight hours because you want to write something i don't know and then you just don't have a coffee what you can time so basically it's just another optimization and by not drinking any caffeine you just leave this out apart from the fact that it disrupts your sleep because of the of the halfway cycle so this means after a certain period of time there is still caffeine left in your blood and the the period of time after which it halves basically so the dose of caffeine in your blood is basically halved is um, is called a halfway time or something like this and this means that basically if you drink a coffee in the afternoon when you're sleeping you will still have caffeine in your blood which kind of dis disrupts your sleep long story short basically so now i have two additional things and these two additional things are basically liquids i guess and these liquids even though it sounds like <laughs> liquids already sounds like liquor but that's not what it's about when it comes to making things spicy there are spices but there also is just vinegar and this is the most basic vinegar you can get it's like one buck a bottle but at the same time it doesn't have sugar in it so there's also like balsamico um vinegar and also like just very fancy ones but this is just um it's called brandweinessig i actually don't know the english name for it nevertheless it's just the base most basic vinegar and i use this for salads but i also use it for well, just uh, to spice up food. This is actually how many of, for example, in burgers or often if you ha are in a restaurant, I think they also use vinegar at least. And the next thing is just olive oil. Why is olive oil so nice? Because it's also a very cheap ingredient and at the same time, it offers also very many benefits when it comes to oils. Also, in the ketogenic diet, just having another oil, apart from the oil in nuts and apart from oil or fat in nuts and yeah, well, that's basically a very easy tool to add without adding volume to just add calorie density to your meals so basically what you could do for example if you really wanted to be vegan just take vegetables and add olive oil and then by varying the amount of olive oil you can just meet your or optimize your calorie target which is something that is very nice because it's just one bottle and this one bottle basically lasts you in terms of calories for a whole week so that's actually Usually you have like a one liter bottle. This is actually 500 milliliters, but the calorie density is just insane. So this is basically like per 100 milliliters. So it's actually not the, actually, this is the vinegar. <laughs> this is a vinegar bottle. So this is actually not an olive oil bottle, but let's actually, I do have an olive oil bottle. So therefore let's actually take a look at what, the energy density of olive oil actually is. So per 100 milliliters, you have 800 calories. So these 800 calories, let's say if you drink the whole bottle, so it's basically, so the whole bottle would be 8,000 calories, which is quite something, I guess. So this would last you for a few days. Um, so if you said, for example, 2,000 calories a day, you would just last for four days off of this bottle in terms of calories, which is, it's a, so now, this is something that's just very nice because it adds just, also when it comes to protein, but apart from the olive oil, when it comes to protein, there's obviously the problem where you do, you get your protein. Turns out if you are on the ketogenic diet and also if you are intermittent fasting, so basically into this kind of lifestyle, 
<coughs> you just don't need as much protein. But then, so there are basically things that happen that make you not use or that basically make you use. You just don't need as much protein. That's the thing I wanted to state. So if you want to go even deeper into this, this, these kind of things, I would recommend the YouTube channel of Thomas de Lauer, which who is a guide that is very well researched and also just in terms of athletic performance. So he basically tries to optimize all the things I show you right now, but like on a bigger level, on a better level. So therefore, this, these are all the ingredients. So let's actually now take a look at what I usually do. So I experimented with many different things. So for example, with different frozen vegetables. But now let's actually take a look at the typical, the typical meal I do. So um, let's actually just turn into the fridge again, again, I guess. So what do we, I mean, I just wasn't shopping the day before, so therefore it's kind of empty. So actually I was shopping like, these are basically the rests, I guess. So what I usually have is I have very simple sources of vegetables. I buy the same vegetables again and again, and these are vegetables I like, and I have liked for a few years now. And I, obviously, if you would vary the vegetables more, you would get more benefits because of the varied vegetables. But then the thing is that the more the more you have to choose, the also the more you think that you can choose. And this means when going to the supermarket now, for me, it's very easy. I have this grocery list that I just bought for the last few weeks, actually months. So at least when it comes to the healthy things, I still have like unhealthy things in my diet and also carbs in my diet or fruits. But these are things that I don't don't buy as a default, basically. So it means like whenever I really need it, really need it, I obviously don't, but then I can obviously still do these things because in the past I realized that just having the option just removes the thing that, oh yeah, I cannot eat crappy food for the rest of my life and just removes the negativity off of this constraint. Therefore, having the option there is something that just mm, works better, at least with my mind. So now, this basically these basically are the calories. In this box, we have the calories and in here, we just basically have no calories. This also is a very nice division because... Um, Basically, what happens is that I now know, so basically vinegar, for example, no calories. So basically, apart from the olive oil, all the calories I have are, or so the calorie-rich foods are the nuts, the eggs, and yeah, the olive oil. That's basically it. And that's just, I can eat as much vegetables, so I basically can also vary the volume and the calorie density. So basically, if you... One is design the perfect meal. You have all the ingredients because you just have different levels, levers you can pull in order to just up the calorie density of the food. Just add olive oil. Um, you want to have more vitamins, just add more supplements. And this basically makes nutrition just... Um, there are these sets, like it's like a Lego building set. Here are the calories. So if you want to add more calories or protein, if I, for example, want to add more protein, I can just add, eat more nuts. If I want to have more fat, I just add olive oil. And olive oil is basically also in terms of how much these foods actually are. Vegetables are pretty cheap. And also olive oil is pretty cheap. Vinegar is pretty cheap. The only more expensive thing are the nuts because nuts are not very cheap. Also, in most countries are not very cheap. So, therefore... I have basically, in the fridge, I don't have any calories. So this means if I just want to eat 
just for the sake of eating, I just can't eat as much of the fridge as I want. So this also means that in the fridge, all the things I just can't eat as much as I want until my um, gut bursts. But now, so usually I have like two packs of two two packs of these Caesar vegetables in here. The next thing is that I usually have two heads of, of this salad, which is called iceberg, at least in German. Then I usually have for a week, like four to five cucumbers. Then I have like two kilograms of onions. Onions are also kind of not the most optimal when it comes to the ketogenic diet. That's the reason I usually take two onions for like one meal. And then I also have usually 10 tomatoes, sometimes 20, it depends on the size of the tomatoes. And well, that's already roughly about it. I also have capsicum. Not capsicum, but it's not called capsicum, but bell pepper. But I actually have these here because they didn't have very... They just need to ripe a little bit more. Therefore, I don't have them in the fridge because I actually want them red. So now, when it comes to actually eating things, I already like made videos about the two-bowl meal system I use. So in the past, I had these two bowls, which I actually will get right now. Where are there? they? I just don't find them right now. Kind of a bummer, I guess. Nevertheless, I still can explain the concept with another bowl. So, basically, now every meal consists out of two things. It consists out of a bowl of fresh vegetables and it consists out of a warm meal, basically. The fresh vegetable meal is, or the fresh, it's a fresh bowl and a hot bowl. It's a calorie, not calorie dense bowl and a calorie dense bowl. So, now, the thing is, you just take all of the ingredients of the fridge apart from the onions, because the onions are usually used for the second meal. And also the frozen vegetables are used for the second meal. This means all the fresh vegetables I have just go into this bowl. I usually use like one bell pepper. I use one tomato. I use a third of a cucumber or a half of a cucumber and a third or a half or a fourth of the ice salad, so the head of the ice salad, and just make a salad out of this. If you now don't even want to cook, what you can do is you just add nuts to the salad. And there you go. You can also add, if you just don't want to cook, but actually up the calorie density of the salad, of the fresh salad. By the way, if you just eat the first bowl, then you also additionally have a raw diet, which is also very nice. Then, apart from the olive oil, which, I mean, it's still raw because I guess the olive, olives are just pressed, so therefore it would still be, I guess, considered a raw diet. So therefore, if you want to go raw, just eat, just leave out the second bowl and just go with the first bowl. And if you add, if you want to add calorie density, you just add olive oil because it's basically very cheap. And so having more calories doesn't equal in, doesn't mean that you now have to buy more expensive. So doesn't mean that the bill of your grocery your weekly grocery haul or you buy weekly grocery haul just goes up because adding a bottle of olive oil just doesn't mean anything in terms of the in terms of the bill i guess this means that you very easily can already use this the first bowl also when it comes to summer and you just don't want to eat something that's like warm you just stick with the first bowl but then we go to the second bowl so 
basically what I usually do is right now um, I either fast until dinner but or I fast until the afternoon and I just take basically a first meal and then I have the second meal in the evening but the evening what I so I experimented with different things like just having a meal every now and then or just having a me basically one meal a day as I already mentioned here is what I realized kind of it just psychologically makes sense at least if you are so intermittent fasting and the carbridge diet just don't really work at least not for me because you then are hungry and you think about food and you get moody and this is just not a focused way to live i guess and during the day at least for me it's like the day is not meant for eating because eating essentially is something that's like obviously it's necessary but at the same time it's something that i take for relaxation purposes also also the cooking also obviously i often just so these are things i do while the cooking but well i forget what i wanted to say <laughs> let's just go on if you now want to go vegan with all the diet then you just leave out the eggs let's actually take a look at so we were still talking about the first bowl but now let's actually move to the second bowl so what is in the second bowl first of all i take two onions then i and this is also very nice because so i experimented with a microwave and also with an oven but you don't always have these things and i also wanted to have as little equipment as possible because I just don't want to waste basically my life organizing all these different things and therefore the simpler it is and the less tools you need it's also the simpler it becomes for you kind of so now I just take a pan and I put in olive oil because I use olive oil for basically everything and this is very nice because then you just have one oil and you don't have to manage the stock of five different oils or five different vegetable packs because you just have one so now the first step to the hot bowl basically so to the plastic bowl also you could also use a plate but well is to put some olive oil in the pan let it heat up you shouldn't heat up olive oil to very hot or very hot because that's that creates a problem but now you just put in the two onions and this already adds really some spice to your food because onions just taste very nicely apart from the fact that you obviously have bad breath after you eat eat onions and this was also the reason i avoided them for years but nevertheless i now have them in my diet and because i usually eat in the evening and this is also not a huge part of my day breath you could say because it's in the evening and therefore i have the whole night basically to get rid of the get rid of the food breath or whatever you want to call it so now you just put them in there the next step is to i usually take 250 grams of these vegetables these frozen vegetables and i put them also in the pan so this pan is actually a little bit small um, sometimes not everything fits in if you want to vary the amount of uh, if you want to vary the frozen vegetables, then just buy different vegetables packs. Vegetable packs. There are also vegetable packs that already come with fat, but I just chose these because then I don't have to, because the fat in there is often not vegan. Therefore, whenever I have a vegan day, I just then you have all these little things like oh yeah, but there's also like not vegan things, not vegan fat in there, and this creates a problem in terms of tracking these things because you want to have a very nice. You just want to have a very nice 
differentiation between these things. If the line is blurred, then it doesn't really work because then one day you are like, yeah, but I only ate these things and and the next day you are like, yeah, well, but if I would be like very strict, then this would also count as not vegan. And this just creates problems along the line. And also when it comes to fridge space, just having two of these is usually not a big problem. Also, if you live in a sh flat share, but having, I in the past had like four different packs of vegetables. What I actually had was bell pepper, um, also the Caesars vegetables. Then additionally, I had, I had um, mushrooms, basically champignons and something else. What was the what was the fourth thing I had? Broccoli, I think. Broccoli. But I am not entirely sure. This is basically the past iteration. Now it's even simpler. Obviously, the simpler your nutrition is and the, on the less items you rely on, also in terms of variety, it's not that big, not that good, because there are like studies, are not really studies, but there are theories out there that say basically the more foods you taste, at least in an early age, the better you can f just can digest all these different foods and from the moment on you rely on very isolated sources of protein or not really protein but isolated sources of macronutrients from that moment on you basically kind of lose the ability to also eat these different foods for example what i actually kind of realized is from the moment on i ate not from the moment on but after quite a while whenever i now eat things that are not like not ketogenic because i'm basically in a fasted state all day long or often all day long, or basically in the ketogenic state, this just amplifies the effects of the bad food. And also, if you eat like chunk food, and then you go into a fasting state, this just just have all the negative side effects of the food, and you experience them like amplified. I think so. You have like often like headaches and stuff like this. So if you the two switches, if you eat carbohydrate, not really carbohydrate, but just chunk food, the two switches are very hard psychologically but also kind of physically i guess because you just have like hunger cramps and these things so this is kind of a reason i also wanted to avoid these things so back to the second bowl the second bowl is actually a fried bowl you could say so the onions then the frozen vegetables and then i just put in eggs and putting in the eggs is kind of a nice way to not have to worry about the sauce also eggs are again an item that is very cheap compared to the nuts at least so basically we have in terms of how cheap the items are or how expensive the items are we basically basically all the nuts the nuts i buy are basically half my grocery haul budget kind of yeah well not only kind of so for example this bag of nuts is two bucks fifty so two euros fifty cents and that's at a discount and everything else so basically i buy usually i buy so now we have kind of almost all of the all of the things here we said that 250 grams of frozen vegetables two onions you could also get three onions depends on the size of the onions but usually two was i think enough i also don't want to eat onions alone only not alone but now and also just now uh, we'll amp my voice a little bit or the pronunciation up a little bit more so therefore don't be uh don't be surprised so now let's actually <laughs> so now let's actually take a look at 
the nuts. Because, so first of all, the eggs. We were still talking about the eggs. What do the eggs do? Um, they add the vitamins and also eggs are just a very high profile a very high profile protein. This means that you cannot digest every protein or you just cannot use the amino acids out of the protein um, as good as compared to other eggs. No, that's not what I wanted to say. What I wanted to say, what I wanted to say is that when you digest protein, the thing is that if you ingest the protein of an egg, it has the value of one. So there is actually how much of the protein you can use to actually build things in your body. That's kind of, there's a uh, a value out there. And this value when it comes to eggs is one because the eggs obviously are the standardized item when it comes to how much of the protein you can actually use. So therefore having eggs in the diet is also kind of nice. This is what I wanted to say, even though it's a little bit simplified. Now, I usually add at least when I, so when it's an OMAD meal, so a one meal a day, meal then I add like four to five eggs sometimes if I eat during the day so an additional meal basically I sometimes also eat already in the at least these days I also eat basically one a smaller meal like this a smaller version of this meal already in the in the morning or sometimes for lunch and sometimes depends I guess currently I'm still I'm kind of trying to go with with the flow and whenever I'm hungry but obviously in the long term this doesn't really work out because it's not that it doesn't work out it's also a, it's basically a very nice approach it's just that from the moment on you eat at specific times of the day your body actually adapts to these times of the day and then actually regulates your hunger in a way that actually makes you hungry at these times of the day where you ate frequently in the last time so therefore it doesn't really make sense to eat at times where you don't want to eat long term now that's basically all about the pen, pan, the pan food, about the hot bowl, apart from the nuts. So the nuts now are, for one, very expensive compared to the other foods. And now let's actually take a look at what we have in there. So this is basically a kind of weekly grocery haul, but here's the thing. These nuts are very expensive. At the same time, if you buy nuts, of course you could buy one specific kind of nut, but the thing is, you just, in terms of variety, the more variety, the better, because you just enjoy the benefits of all these different things without actually having to think about mixing all of these different things. It's similar to having mixtures of spices instead of using all the spices and having to remember, oh yeah, I actually need to put in this thing, and I actually need to put in this thing, and this also has the benefit. So therefore, I just found at Aldi, this is basically the only store I found these two combinations. So within these two combinations, we have a huge variety of nuts. And these are basically already in a, in a certain mixture. This makes it very easy to just consume all the different kinds of nuts without having to think about all the different kinds of nuts. Because I only have two different nut bags. One bag of these is 2.50 as I said, 2 euros 50. And in the first one, so this is available in Germany, I guess, so also in the US, if you have a Trader Joe's, then this probably is also available because Trader Joe's is basically Aldi in, in, in the US. And kind of a funny side story is the fact that so there are two companies of Aldi within Germany, Aldi Nord, so the North, and Aldi South, so the South. And Aldi North basically owns the US 
version, Trader Joe's. And this is the reason you also find Trader Joe's sometimes in Germany. So Trader Joe is basically a brand used in Germany by Aldi. So now, in Aldi North, these packs of nuts are branded brand Trader Joe's. In the South, they are not. They are called Farmer, Farmer Naturals. So we have two different bags here. The first bag is made out of walnuts, cashews, hazelnuts and almonds. And the second bag is now available also in the south because it was only available before in the north. And it's also, these are basically the nuts you want to eat. This is so very nice because these are all in one bag and you don't have to worry about buying macadamia nuts because macadamia nuts seem to be very healthy. But you just have them in there. So this is the second bag. And in the second bag we have, we have pika nuts. I don't know if this is the right name, but these are like the big ones here. These are these. I mean, you can basically see all the nuts. We have pika nuts, we have macadamia, we have para nuts, if this is the right way. And we also have cashew, almonds, and that's basically it. So we have, as a total, we have one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. And since cashews are in both, we basically have eight different nuts in these two bags, which makes it very nice. So therefore, the next step is now to, I usually take between 25 and 100 grams. So ideally, I did all the calculation in terms of nutrients, but so the, the ideal thing would be 50 grams, but I just, I'm not, not as strict with these things anymore, but I just like throw in a little bit of nuts. I throw in a little, a little, <laughs> a little amount of these nut bags. I just realized, yeah well. So now, what I usually do is, if the fried pan is finished, I just put in a little bit of olive oil and then I just roast these nuts because roasted they taste even better. And then I just add them to the, the second bowl. And but that's basically all about the nutrition you now need to know. Apart from the fact that when it comes to nuts, nuts are very cheap, but nevertheless they taste very nice and also they kind of replace the need for snacks, I guess, because nuts, nuts basically are already snacks. You can also buy nuts with salt and roast it and this is a very nice way to kind of transition into keto. So when I transitioned into keto more and more in the beginning of this year, what helped me quite a lot was that I just allowed myself to buy as many of these healthy things as I wanted. So I basically bought as many nuts as I wanted, I bought as many peanuts as I wanted, I bought as many um, Caesar vegetables as I wanted. And this kind of is the theory was this. Basically, if you eat only healthy foods and foods that don't really tinker with your, with the system of satiation, for example, then, and don't make you hungry just because you eat sugar and something like this, then basically you just, your body just would communicate to your mind whenever you need food and whenever you don't need food. This is basically a theory. Obviously, this is also kind of how it works for almost all the animals on this earth that don't eat civilized. So that don't eat food that isn't, that is made by humans and processed and things like these. But this is, for example, for example, what you see. So you don't see fat animals apart from when they are fed by humans or used or they just have access because they live in a in a metropolitan area, for example, and they have access to 
the trash of foods, sort of. And then they get fat. Well, that's kind of a not very nice story, but nevertheless, it's kind of true. <laughs> so, in order to transition fully into this thing I am doing right now, and I'm, it's not that I'm fully transitioned, it's just that that's like the most part of my diet, actually, I think. And now, here's the thing, at least in terms of calories, I guess. So occasionally, as I mentioned, I eat fruits, I eat bananas, I also occasionally eat like random junk food, but nevertheless, this is like the main part. So when it comes to nuts, the problem is that you just cannot buy like, if you eat, want to eat more nuts and you have this approach that like in order to transition, you just buy as many nuts, as many vegetables as you want. The thing is, nuts are very expensive, therefore this is not something that works really well. What I came up with is this. Peanuts are basically the cheapest nuts. Peanuts are also not really the best nuts because they have like lots of harmful things in them compared to other nuts because they are not as well protected in terms of the, the thing that's around the nut. And also because they grow in the, in the ground compared to other nuts which don't grow in the ground, like walnuts, for example. Grow on trees, if you ever saw a walnut tree. But the thing is now, Peanuts are very cheap, so you can get 200 grams, so the equivalent of one of these bags, for basically 70 cents. And 70 cents is something that's like very cheap, therefore what you can do is, and sometimes also, for example, at Lidl in Germany, and Lidl is also available in other European countries at least, what you have is, you sometimes have these offers, one kilograms of peanuts for like 2 euros 70 cents, it's like, this is like cheap as hell. I'm aware that I live in Germany, so therefore, uh, Germany in terms of uh, how ter Germany is in terms of grocery bills, like, on the lower end. So therefore, if you compare this to your country, probably it will not be as cheap as I mentioned all the things. Kind of a bummer, I guess. Well, so what I found is that in order to... If you want to eat more nuts, but you don't want to spend more budget, what you can just go with, I, it's not... So you can, obviously this costs more, but it doesn't cost as much as these nuts. Therefore, the solution kind of is to just buy peanuts as a nut replacement for these healthier, better nut bags. Here. <sighs> I'm getting tired. <laughs> I've recorded like how much time I ever recorded, like one hour. Without interruption. It's basically a TED talk that lasts one hour in my kitchen. So now, <laughs> now, the thing with peanuts is you can basically, it's not that in terms of uh, managing your weight and stuff like this, you can eat as much as you want, but at least in, the, in terms of ketogenic diet. Um, what I found is you can't just go much higher in the fats, obviously, and you also, because the ketogenic diet, because it, it improves your fat burning mode so much, and also the transition, you are basically not as limited by the calories as before. It's It sounds kind of strange, but nevertheless. So the thing is, if you stick to ketogenic diet, your body just will be in fat-burning mode within a few hours of your meal again, because what else is there to burn? Protein will be used mostly for reconstructing or reconstruction in terms of muscles and also in terms of other things. And therefore, if you, there are not as many carbs in there, you will be burning fat either way. This allows you to switch into the fat burning mode much more. So now, peanuts are the hacks. Usually I buy like, additionally to, so I have like eight, eight 
um, eight of these. This means I have 200 grams, so I have like 1.6 kilograms of nuts, which is which sounds kind of nuts, but that's actually what's what it is. Yeah, that's 1.6 kilograms of nuts. I usually have like 40 eggs for a week, which sounds like insane, but nevertheless, this is not what I usually eat in a week. It's usually less than this. It's just what I have in stock. So this, the stock is not equal to the things I eat in a week because I just wanna want it to keep more flexible. But in terms of just buying the groceries, what actually allows this to do, this pantry system that you, or this having things in stock system, I just buy all the things I need in order to have the same stock again, the ideal stock. This means this usually lasts me for a week, but a little bit longer that week because it's designed to but nevertheless it just simplifies my grocery haul even more because i just like look into the fridge and i'll oh, yeah i have like two cucumbers left therefore i buy like two cucumbers and i'm good that's kind of how it works so i have an ideal set an ideal item amount for all these things and then if i have reached this this item amount then that's basically the the goal of the weekly grocery haul so I usually buy additionally one kilogram of of peanuts. By the way, just in order to put these calorie calorie or these energy amounts into proportion, I am 182, so 182 centimeters. And yeah, well, that's basically my height. And so this means in terms of I don't know what the average height in Germany is, but nevertheless, just. Did you know it's not like I'm like 150 and I'm eating like one kilograms of peanuts and yeah well. So and also I found in the past that I don't yeah well just forget about this part. This means you now have a total guide. I I mean you have now my guide, I guess. It's the, the thing I use and the thing that works well and best for me. At least to up to this point in time. I as I said I Still, I'm thinking about experimenting with different things, and I just am always kind of open-minded. Nevertheless, I know that these things work very well, as of right now, and therefore I just try to not tinker with all of these things. Yeah, well, that's basically all of it. The main benefits now are, I don't have to cook very much. I only have to basically get the onions into the pan. I just cut open these things, the frozen vegetables, and I put them in there. I have to cut like one bell pepper, one salad, and one the cucumber and the tomato, like for the salad. I don't have to do anything with the nuts if I don't want to, but I usually fry them in the pan again. And the eggs are also something, I, you just take them out and you just put them in a the pan, then it's done. It's not like I need to bake things. I just need one pan, basically, and the rest is raw. So therefore, well, I also can occasionally count in a raw day if I don't need a pan or if I don't want to eat warm foods. And I can use all these different components like the olive oil in order to up the quality not the quality but in order to up the energy density of the food or the total energy per meal i can i can basically fast start fasting whenever i want if i had one of these meals before and i also know that because i also additionally take these supplements with every meal that it doesn't really matter if i didn't take it doesn't really matter how long i fast because my body just at this point in time just knows how to deal with it and that's just very nice it's just also a very flexible approach you just eat whenever 
either daily or you just eat whenever you are hungry again or whenever you have access to food again or whenever you are home again. I also try to not go out into restaurants and also because this just would tinker with my with this approach to nutrition. I mean occasionally you are in a restaurant and then you just eat different things but nevertheless I just try to eat these things at home. I basically cook. What I additionally found out is this. At least if you are not in a Fletcher or something like this. But also during COVID, this is something I kind of invented for myself during COVID. What is very nice is to just, while cooking, and it also makes sense to not combine cooking with eating, even though I usually do it. So I usually snack already a little bit before the actual things are finished. <laughs> Sometimes I just eat them throughout like finishing the meal because I'm hungry because I didn't eat all day but nevertheless what I found out is that during the cooking process at least or during like making the salad what is very nice is that you can just call people and then you just cook <laughs> you just make your salad and then you just have like a 20 minute chat with random friends you didn't call in a while or doesn't really matter which friend it is but it's, it's just a very nice thing that just adds the social aspect without without many more constraints because you can just call people and well that's basically about the social thing you can also obviously this is also a very nice thing if you eat once a day or another nice thing is that you can prepare meals with this approach very nicely for example i just moved for like two days not two days but i just drove for basically a few hours I basically drove to Germany like twice in the last week and what I did is in terms of nutrition I just took one bag of these with me and I know that there are like vitamins in there that they are like and it's just a very easy approach and also it's like already pre-packaged and it's just it just made it so easy I just in the past for example I whenever I went to the library or something like this I just had to make like dinner not like a dinner but for example if i spent the whole day in the library and i didn't cook in the evening then i what i often did is that i prepared two meals but this then it's a constraint that you have like one day of the week where you prepare all these things so i experimented quite heavily with preparing food in the past but what i found is this very easy approach it's just much nicer also psychologically because you are like oh yeah in the evening i can just eat these things and i don't have like one prepared box that i just put in there and then it's like it's just also a very nice relaxing thing at least uh, what i use it for it doesn't make the most sense to use the the nutritional need for also relaxing i guess but nevertheless i kind of do it and i enjoy it and that's kind of the reasoning behind all of this so basically we have these different approaches we have this very simple grocery haul i try to do it weekly if i need things then i would also go additionally um and do another grocery haul, so maybe twice a week. It doesn't really matter because, well, you, it's not that it doesn't really matter. It's just that you can do it. It's basically just like with the with the crab food. Having the option just means you just don't need it right now. So in, in terms of, it's just, I can, it's just in terms of psychological easiness. The one approach is that I can, but I don't need to right now. And the other approach is, but I can't for the rest of my life. And what if I... And this is just harder psychologically, at least what I found. The one is just, I don't care right now about like eating junk food. And the other one is like, oh yeah, but I cannot eat junk food and I cannot eat this and this and this. 
Also, by defining basically what I eat with all these simple items, vegetables, nuts, eggs, olive oil, vinegar, spices, and supplements, I just also define what I don't eat usually. And that's just a lot easier. And also, again, psychologically, it doesn't like make sense to just go into the supermarket and be like, oh yeah, I cannot eat this, and I cannot eat this, and I cannot eat this. And this cereal, this Kellogg's cereal box, I also cannot eat. But it's just easier to focus on the things you actually can do, the things you actually want to do, because you know that your mind, for example, just works much better on these things. And that's basically the end. I hope you could take a few principles away from this. This is basically... So I basically began like 10 years ago with... Yeah, roughly about 10 years ago with experimenting with all these different things. Maybe 5 to 10 years ago. With experimenting with all these different things and this is basically the, the... At least the current iteration. This doesn't mean it's the final iteration but it just means it's the current iteration that works best. And I think it's currently the best thing. I listen to a lot of things. So a lot of podcasts about nutrition. A lot of athletic performance optimization things a lot of how to optimize brain performance a lot of how to optimize sleep also when it comes to sleeping if i am on the ketogenic diet compared to a carb rich diet i just tend to need less sleep i I, i'm just like oh yeah i just could do already something whereas on carbs also if you eat like a very simple carbs you're like just you have this just so immediately after you have this carb high and then you go into a phase where you don't want to do anything and it's just not I cannot really identify with this phase because I that's not really me and I also don't want to have food such a I don't want want to be influenced by food that much obviously I'm also influenced by like the benefits of a diet like this at this point in time at least but it's just more <laughs> so the one is obviously a huge benefit and the other one is basically like having this dizziness after eating a garbage meal and also don't want to do anything so your motivation basically goes down and your your serotonin levels go up and then you're like oh yeah everything is so nice and what by the way what i also realized after all these years if you really want to go out and be sociable then <laughs> the funny thing is if you for example are on a sugar high it's like in terms of being social, you just are much more social. You just think more stupid things. It's not like if you are, for example, on a fast, day three of a fast, you don't, you will not think about, oh yeah, I could just randomly go on Facebook and watch random stuff for the next 22 minutes. This is not like, because also dopamine, the dopamine system is also hugely connected to the intake of food, obviously, because it's kind of how our brain controls the very basic functions of things in our life like um like the need to actually um kind of <laughs> yeah well let's just not go into this detail but nevertheless the more sugary and fat so if it's a combination for example the more processed these foods are this is also the reason why these junk foods taste so good because humans found out about the principles that make food taste good food tastes good and therefore they just enhanced all these, these foods and if you now compare them to the like normal foods unprocessed foods like just nuts or vegetables then the problem is that these just trick your brain into thinking you need 
these just trick your brain and therefore the satiation processes and stuff like this is just not really working anymore as it should. Now that's basically the end. You have the two more the two bowl meal system, you have the fresh vegetables and so the fresh bowl and the warm bowl basically. You have all these different things. You have the one box with all the calories. Additionally you have the olive oil and also the vinegar. Also the vinegar has very nice um, benefits when it comes to actually being able to process things and a lot of other things. There's also apple cider vinegar which I also tried which also kind of should optimize for the ketogenic diet I guess and also other benefits but nevertheless I stick with this one because I just like this more and this is also also I try to stick to items which are like worldwide available or which have an availability that's like as high as possible because I don't want to stick to certain foods I can only get at this very special vegan food supermarket I only have access to in this very specific location for example if I go to a different city I mean I still have at least when it comes to Germany these things having an Aldi and a Lidl is very nice because these are so basically all the spices are from Lidl so these are also from Penny but nevertheless Lidl also offers these so these for example are made by Lidl also I think yeah I think so these old ones are made by Penny but nevertheless that's the end of the video. Um, I think that's finally the end and I hope you could take away something. What I found over all these years is this. Nutrition is nice, but it's something you need to figure out. And if it's not figured out, then you will think about it for the rest of your life. Then you will think about, oh yeah, I could eat a banana right now. And thoughts like these, I could eat, eat this, this right now. Or if you are in a train station and you're like, oh yeah, this smells really nice. If you are on the ketogenic diet, these thoughts will just have less importance in your head and you will just be able to focus more on the things that actually matter. This is at least what I found and in terms of how productive I am over the day, it's this diet and not the coverage diet I tried to do in the past. Therefore, that's finally the end.